Are there foods you constantly crave or can't stop eating once you start? Many of us have trouble regulating our intake of some foods, as well as anxiety about our eating habits. How do we get back to feeling sane and happy around food? How can we cope with a part of our mind that never stops craving and demanding more? According to psychologist Dr. Lynn Rossi, the secret is in mindfulness. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week, we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Today we're sharing an exclusive interview with clinical psychologist Dr. Lynn Rossi, founder of the groundbreaking program Eat for Life and author of the acclaimed audiobook The Mindfulness-Based Eating Solution, proven strategies to end overeating, satisfy your hunger, and savor your life. Dr. Rossi has discovered a few simple truths diets don't work, and mindfulness is the secret weapon that will revolutionize your relationship with food. This audiobook offers meditations you can return to again and again, as well as hard science on weight and food. It's a must-listen for those of us who want to savor our food and our lives. In today's conversation, Dr. Rossi tackles what she calls the wanting mind, that voice in your head that tells you to seek pleasure wherever you can find it, even if it's at the bottom of the cookie jar and you're not hungry. The wanting mind can't be checked or silenced, but you can learn to balance it with the powerful tool of mindfulness. Dr. Rossi shares the basic principles of mindfulness and offers helpful tips for those of us who want to heal our relationship with food and change our lives in the process. I wrote the mindfulness-based eating solution because I wanted to reach a larger audience with the practices that had proven successful in my mindful eating classes. From that experience, I discovered that many, if not all, people struggle with how to eat and how to treat their bodies well. These results are often reflected in disordered eating and other health-related issues. So since this is such a universal issue, I thought this book would really provide a pretty great service to the general public and would provide an antidote to the excessive diet plans that end up being really frustrating for people. Because this book is really a non-diet approach to help people find peace with food and with their bodies. I love food. I want people to love it as much as I do, while at the same time realizing that having pleasure with food and finding health with food can go hand in hand. So what is mindfulness? It's certainly being talked about a lot these days. But before I talk about mindfulness, I usually like to talk about mindlessness because I think we know so much more about that. There's a great quote by Leonardo da Vinci, which describes mindlessness perfectly. He says that the average person looks without seeing, listens without hearing, touches without feeling, eats without tasting, moves without physical awareness, inhales without awareness of odor or fragrances, and talks without thinking. 
When I read that quote to people, I see their heads shaking up and down in recognition of how they live. It pretty much sums up the human condition. And it's really not hard to comprehend the consequences of living like this, particularly when it comes to eating. People really do eat without tasting. I have people tell me all of the time that when they start practicing mindfulness, they discover many of the things about the food that they eat. In fact, I had one woman that came into the second week of class and said, I don't like anything that I eat. I just hadn't noticed before. And I think that is profound. We can put food in our mouths for years, sometimes many years, and not really taste it. And it's simply because we're not paying attention. I always say I don't have to tell people not to eat fast food or junk food. I just tell them to eat it mindfully and see what they notice. So mindfulness is about paying attention to what you can sense inside of you and outside of you in each moment and to do so with curiosity, openness and kindness. So it's about being present with all of your senses and knowing what your relationship is to the experience of the present moment. And the skill of mindfulness is something that you can train in. And eating is one of those activities that you can use to increase your mindfulness. So if you pay attention before, during, and after you eat, you will know many things that will help you. First of all, you can assess whether you're hungry or not. If you're not hungry, then in general, don't eat. <laughs> Notice why you're reaching for food when you're not hungry. Maybe there's something else going on, right? Maybe you're tired or bored or stressed. Those things don't get solved by eating food. You can mindfully assess what it is that you want to eat, right? Take a moment if you're hungry, you know, assess what you want to eat. Take a moment to determine what would satisfy you in this moment and if the food is something that you want to put into your body. So once you've decided what to eat, mindful awareness of eating allows you to really enjoy your food. At some point in the meal, you can determine when you are satisfied and when you're no longer hungry. So mindfulness helps you to stop when you're satisfied because you're aware that you've met your taste and hunger needs. You've been present for the experience. You know that you can always have more later. So even if it tastes really good, you don't have to have it all now. I developed the mindful eating program described in my book as an antidote to the diets that people try and fail at. So we know that the research is pretty clear that the vast majority of people who attempt weight loss through calorie-restricted diets or other restricted ways of eating, they don't succeed in the long term. Some might lose weight initially, but they go back to the way that they were eating before, and most people regain it and add more back on within a year or so. Our bodies kind of biochemically rebel against the idea of restricting calories uh, by lowering our metabolism, raising our appetite, sometimes permanently. So by taking the focus off weight and onto wellness and lifestyle, people are more likely to make positive changes. A mindful non-diet approach takes the focus away from weight and it takes the focus inward. It helps people to learn to be guided and to trust their internal signals about what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, and why to eat. Our bodies have great wisdom, but we've cut ourselves off from it. Mindfulness helps us to relearn the wisdom of the body and to respect it. You can learn a way of eating that will sustain you through your entire life, not just for 30 days. So it's also about creating a more positive body image and relationship to yourself as people take better care of the things that they like. So loving and appreciating our bodies is the first step 
toward making decisions that show respect and care for the body. So the one thing mind is something that everybody has. We have the one thing mind and we have the not wanting mind. So you can see these at work very clearly in your own lives. If there's something that I want, I'm grasping for it and I'm wanting more of it and I'm wanting pleasure. If it's something that I don't want, I'm pushing it away and I'm trying to get it to leave and I don't want any more of it. And psychologically, that makes sense. We want pleasure. We don't want pain. But if you look at your own life, you can see very clearly that that's impossible. We have both pleasure and we have pain and both of them are part of life. And so what mindfulness practice helps us to do is to embrace it all. So when something unpleasant comes along, we just notice it. We don't have to react to it. We don't have to fight with it. We can just notice the unpleasant. And it passes through fairly quickly when we do that. When something's pleasant, we can be there fully for it. We can enjoy it. We can savor it. And then we can let it pass because we know there'll be more pleasant events that come along. What happens is if we don't really realize this, we're constantly in this struggle with life, trying to make it a certain way, and the struggle itself makes life unpleasant. So if we give up the control and let life flow freely through us, we will get to experience the whole plethora of emotions and pleasures and pains and really become human, which is a lovely thing. things that you can begin to do today is just to be aware of your body and be aware of when it gets hungry. Do you even know when the body is asking for food? This is something that people don't normally think about, which is strange because we eat food every day, but yet we don't even think about tuning into the body to see whether it's hungry or not before we eat. We've become very structured, right? We eat at eight and 12 and seven or whatever. But start to check in with your own body. See if your body is actually hungry before you eat. If it's not, ask yourself, why am I reaching for food? That can give you all kinds of information about what your relationship is with food. In general, eat when you're hungry, physically hungry, And so today, as you go through the rest of your day, just begin to notice, is that what you're doing or not? Just start gathering information. The next time you put food into your mouth, ask yourself, where did it come from? Is this food that I can recognize? Do I know if it was grown in the ground or raised on a farm? Can I tell at all what ingredients are in here? Ask yourself briefly, is this food I would like to put into my body? And then as you're eating, can you slow down and really savor? Chew your food thoroughly, savor your food. Really notice, do you like the food that you're eating? Is this food that you can say is yummy and tasty? If not, why are you eating it? And as you're eating, can you begin to tell when you're getting satisfied? Stopping when you're satisfied and before you get full is a great place to stop. Just notice, when do you stop eating? Is it when the plate is clean? Or is it when you've checked in with your body and actually honored it by stopping when it says it's had enough? And then afterwards, notice how you feel. Whatever it was that you ate, did it energize you? 
Did it make you fall asleep? Food that we put into our bodies has an effect. See if you can notice what that is. So those are some beginning steps like you can do with your next meal, right? The next, very next time you sit down to eat something, do those things. So you're going to find this audiobook really helpful because it's written in a very conversational way that you can connect with easily. It'd be kind of like having me in the room with you. And you're going to find it helpful in particular because there's mindfulness exercises in there. And when those come on, you can immediately go into the meditations without having to jump out of the book and onto a website somewhere else. So it's right there in the audiobook. Like any audiobook, you can take it easily with you wherever you go. You can listen to it in the car, on the plane, waiting in line, when you go on a walk. You can take it wherever you go. The meditations that are in the book, you'll be listening to. So you can close your eyes. You don't have to be reading meditation instructions while trying to do the meditation, which is pretty impossible. A real beauty of having the audio book is that you can listen to them over and over and over again uh, whenever you want to. Thanks for listening to this conversation with Dr. Lynn Rossi, author of the audiobook, The Mindfulness-Based Eating Solution, Proven Strategies to End Overeating, Satisfy Your Hunger, and Savor Your Life. You can purchase the audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.